All right, third time's the charm here. Yes. You know, you should do a better job communicating about this stuff. Like, if you, we, you know that we usually film record at a specific time. We consistently do it at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on Saturday mornings. And you can't say, hey, I've got a tournament Saturday morning. Can we reschedule? You know, wouldn't that make sense? It would make sense. However, um, I forgot. So it's okay. It, it shows shows us how important this is to you, you know. Yeah, bro. I, I I sincerely apologize for missing when, like, I I had to do the the thingy that pays my bills, but we won. Yay! Woo! But yeah. All right. With that, started. Welcome in to Off the Cuff Sports. You gave me trades. That's all we got this week, pretty much. Just trades. That's what we're going to discuss. We'll, we'll, as always, we'll start off with the Distress Club because there's definitely a team that belongs in there right now. But first off, as always, with me, Lamoris and Solo. How we doing, fellas? Oh, we're pretty good. It's Saturday. Uh, my team didn't do any terrible trades. I'm happy. Not yet. I, I don't think they, they can afford to do anything, so not, not anytime, anytime yeah. soon for the next year. All right, so who is y'all's team, person, et cetera, in distress this week? None other than the Houston Rockets. Yeah, that was my pick, too. Uh, yeah, so somehow you they got worse. traded you traded James Harden and Russell Westbrook and came out of the deal with a couple of draft picks. Uh, who else? Kelly Olenek. Um, Pointless players, you know, out of out of all of that, and your team's worse than you know what it should be. You could have had Karis Levert or Jared Allen, but you have no young pieces. You you have nothing to show for having superstars on your team that you trade. I have John Wall. I have John Wall. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I got John Wall. Um, but yeah. That you you've also gone what twenty straight losses since no, uh, trading. It, it got it got broke. The the, the loser the loser streak was broken. Uh, Who'd they beat? Freaking Minnesota. Nah, they beat. Uh, was it Washington? I think it was Washington. Oh. They beat somebody. I know for a fact they beat somebody. The team in just as much trouble as they are. Yeah. Okay. Right. Exactly. But you have, what, the second worst or tied for the second worst record in the entire league. And you, you know, you don't you don't even have anything to show for it. And the worst kind of the worst part about it is you traded your future to get Russell Westbrook and traded him for essentially nothing. Mm. So 
you're kind of stuck for the next and five like you years. Traded them to appease a guy that you that you traded away a, a month later, right? Like that. That's even worse. I, I I feel really bad for this head coach. Um, you got. I don't have to tell you guys this, but minority coaches getting head coaching jobs is really hard. Um, you, know, you don't say. This guy had to pay to get the a NBA head coaching job, and he could not have been put to a worse situation. I mean, he he might as well he might as well resign now because he's going to probably get fired at the end of the season anyways. Unfortunately, because they don't. But they did that on purpose. That's the and sad to say. That's the only reason why he got the opportunity in the first place. They knew. Are you saying this is a Charlie Strong situation, like when he went to Texas? Texas, yeah, it was like they knew what they were doing. And even at Texas, like they never really expected him to succeed. He was a placeholder until they can get somebody that they really want. So I mean, like you you hate to say it, but I mean, I mean, it's the it's the God honest truth. Like, you know, push come to shove, like the guy was never really the permanent answer. He was never meant to be the permanent answer. Um, so yeah, I mean, you just gotta roll with the punches and you know, you know, not saying that like Maybe they, maybe they'll give them an opportunity. Maybe they'll stick with them. But for the most part, it just they seemed like they knew that they were going to get rid of James Harden, um, and they knew that they were going to cave to all this pressure. So instead of bringing in a name that they uh, that would have probably been tarnished by it, they gave the guy that was in the already in the system a chance. Knew he was going to fail, and now they're going to, you know, stock up on stock uh, draft picks and hire somebody else in order to let them build again. And, no He's gonna, and the guy's going to look like a savior. Yep. I don't see it working, but, you know, that's essentially what's going to happen. Yeah. But, and, you know, if this was the NFL, I'd feel confident that he would land on his feet after this because the NFL doesn't hire anybody new. They just recycle all of their coaches. So, like, he would eventually he, – if, he if this was the NFL, he would eventually find himself back in the head coaching spot somewhere. But NBA doesn't really work like that, unfortunately. So, I mean, it just sucks that he just was set up for failure like that. Anybody else in this right now, except for all of our brackets? Uh, mm. I don't know. I mean, the, the usual suspects. Yeah. I, I kind of want to throw the Lakers in there only because uh, – they weren't able to really improve their roster, but they're they're on the border of getting there. If they don't sign Andre Drummond in the free, what's it called, the little waiver market, uh, buyout market, then they're they're definitely going to get put in there. I kind of thought they were going to get uh, what's his name from Toronto. I thought that was going to happen. Oh, that's a stupid trade. Oh, that would have been stupid. You talking about Kyle Lowry? Yeah, yeah, Lowry. Too. I thought I thought that was going to happen. He's thirty six. Yeah, and he's not like he's not a LeBron thirty six. He's just thirty six. No, I'm I'm with you on that. But a you know have he's better to have on the floor than you know at least you've got somebody there you know you can rely on if you know the Browns injury is worse than we think it is and he can't actually play. Um, we don't want to have another Kevin Durant situation where he blows it in the finals. 
like that. Anthony well, Davis. I mean, like, he's not really – I mean, he's not, like, going to be, like, the end-all, be-all, like, the difference maker. If it were, like – if it were, like, a, a guy like Zach, Zach Levine or, you know, Jamal Bradley Murray, Bill. somebody of that caliber – then, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, mortgage the farm to get them around because those guys can actually score points. Uh, Kyle Lowry is a decent floor general at best, but, I mean, he's he's nothing special. He's a run-of-the-mill point guard. You can get just about anybody to do what he does. Like, I don't think he's better than Dennis Schroeder at this point in his career, and that's, that's being generous. And here's the thing, too. Kyle Lowry is on a one-year contract. He's going to be a free agent this offseason. And the Lakers will not be able to sign him back. So what's the not point of all. trading your assets for a guy that's going to be a one-year rental and you're not even guaranteed a championship like uh, trading, I guess, the future with the Nets? Like you you have three stars with the Nets. You kind of guaranteed at least making it to the finals. Uh, so the Lakers did good not trading. I'm cool with it. I guess with that, we'll get into the discussion of uh, the NBA trade deadline. Um, who do we think improved their stock moving forward, and who think who we think made mistakes or, by omission, made mistakes and didn't do anything to make their team better or made their team worse? Uh, what do you all think? The Nuggets and the Bulls are my top two winners. Um, the Nuggets being able to pick up Aaron Gordon. And I think uh, they also picked up, uh, what's his name, JaVale McGee. So they, they picked up two championship caliber pieces to go alongside their, their already loaded team. Um, that's huge. I know Solo's huge on uh, Zach Levine, so I'm sure he's happy that he gets uh, Vucevic. But uh, I, I don't think the Bulls are going anywhere, but they're better than what they were. Let's True. put it that way. True. What do we think about Lemon Pepper Lou? He should have retired. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, outside. I didn't understand that trade from the Hawks side. Uh, I thought Rondo was doing a good thing. I mean, I wasn't saying that, that they were going to win a championship with that roster, but I think Rondo's veteran leadership was going to help bring that young roster to the next level and propel them into, you know, a not laughing stock team that they have been in the past. I don't think that they see the they didn't see it long term. And like the biggest issue there was the fact that like, you know, when you have a star point guard, um you, you don't need a veteran backup point guard that wants to do everything uh, like Rondo does. So as much as it sucks, uh, and I think it was a dumb trade uh, on the Hawks side, I mean, way to screw the pooch and make the crosstown rival better. Thanks a lot, Atlanta. That's why Atlanta sports suck at everything. I actually think it was a great trade for Atlanta. Besides the fact of losing Rondo, um, that's I think that's literally the only downside to the trade. But they pick up Lou Williams, who could possibly be a 10-point-per-game score for them, and they have draft picks that they picked up for it without giving up anything. So the fact that they got 
a little bit of scoring and some draft picks is better than keeping Rondo for that veteran leadership who's not even, you know, playing right now for real. He puts up maybe two, three points a game and two, three assists. You can you can replace that. That's that's okay. Get no, those draft I, I'm picks. not talking about the on field on on court production from him. I mean, Rondo's past the point of being a you know a difference maker in that aspect. I just I just felt like there was a lot of growing up this team needed. Um and that and I felt like Rondo was a key for the Lakers winning the championship last year. <clears throat> Not so much as far as you know scoring a bunch of points and you know do you know having his 30 assist games like he used to have, but I just feel like he did a lot to help the younger guys on that squad get to where they needed them to be. And I thought he was going to be a huge asset for the Hawks. And I felt like he was doing that. And, you know, it wasn't a, uh, you know, it, it, it was, he was definitely a move that was allowing this team to develop for years to come, not to be successful this year. And that's the thing. I feel like this is not on the point where they should try to do things to make them better this year. They need to do things, to develop them down the road and slowly progress this team further and further. Does Lou yeah. Williams not do the same thing, though? He's a old vet. Heck no. He's not, he doesn't I, have the Lou, same leadership. Lou Williams is a, he's a terrible hey. leader. He's a terrible leader. Terrible. I think he led the bubble really well, getting some uh, yeah. wings from. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, no, but uh, honestly, I'm with Solo, like, you have a star point guard. What's let the point guard develop yeah. and learn his his path on its own. Like you, you don't have to have um, necessarily someone that I wouldn't say teaches you how to lead, but you know, it's not like Trey Young didn't have Vince Carter on the bench just two years ago or a year ago. They still have players like Tony Snell, Solomon Hill. Um, I don't know how much Gallinari. Uh, leads this team or leads Trey Young, but you we'll have see Gallinari on the team. Leader on, a, on the team. Yeah, I just don't see that. I, I mean, but, I, Vince Carter, I think, has got a lot of things he can teach him, but I don't think he's got that. I think it's it's Vince Carter was different than than Rondo as far as allowing to develop Trey Young as a complete player in this league. Um, well, that was just me. Um, any other trades that we felt like were were strong in the uh, in the NBA? Anybody felt like we that were true losers in this in this trade situation, other than what we've discussed so far? I don't think there were any, I guess, bad trades outside of the Rockets. Um, but one thing I will say. Um, I'm calling it now. Brad Stevens is likely going to lose his job in the next year or two. I can uh, see that. I, and and no. I say this because they have they have a roster that should be top three at least in the East and consistently performing in the playoffs. Um, I forgot who they traded for um, during the deadline. Uh, who was it? Evan Fournier, whatever, Fournier, Fournier, whatever his last, yeah, whatever his last name is. He's a shooter. He's going to score for them. If Brad Stevens does not get it done, 
Celtics are giving him the boot. He's had too much, like, too much talent on his teams to not perform well in the playoffs. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's assess this fairly. Let's assess this fairly. And I'm taking bias out of it because I am a huge Brad Stevens fan. Okay, let's take this out. Brad Stevens has completely, completely overachieved with the Boston Celtics roster. Like, let's be honest. He, th- he thrives with non-superstar guys and young talent that it's on the rise. The issue with Boston right now is the fact that these young guys are now becoming established and there is no clear-cut person that you can say, okay, this is the guy. All right, we have way too many people that play the exact same position and do the exact same thing. I'm sorry. In my my basic opinion, you have to trade away either Jalen, uh, uh, Jason Tatum, or you have to trade away uh, Jalen Brown. And in order for the team to force, because you have two guys that are really good, but they do the exact same thing at a pretty mediocre level. If we're if we're being honest, can we be honest about that? So the biggest thing that was up, I agree that they do the same thing. I don't think Jason Tatum's mediocre. Jason Tatum should be the guy, should be in theory. In theory, but in theory, but when you see but, when you, when you when you see the way that the Celtics play, they're placating to two guys that play the exact same way. And you're never going to be successful. I honestly would use Jason, not Jason Tatum. I would use Jalen Brown as trade bait. I mean, it's what what is it going to hurt? Well, they don't want to trade him for whatever reason. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are off the market. That is dumb. I mean, that's the dumb part. And then, in all honesty, they let Kyrie go for. Oh no, Kyrie just didn't resign. My bad. But like. Yeah, like, but th- th- those are the issues that you have. It's like he's shown you what he, what the recipe is for him to be successful, man. Like, it's not established guys and a superstar that he needs. He needs underdeveloped, I mean, new star talent and, you know, decent role players in order for him to be successful as a coach. If, if like, this right here is not a Brad Stevens situation. I'm going to tell you what a, a good Brad Stevens situation would be right now, in all honesty, would the be Hornets. Phoenix or the, the Hornets. Hornets. The Hornets would be a wonderful situation for him. But right now, Boston has become a place where I don't think that Brad Stevens can maximize his full coaching ability. I just think that it might be time for him to – Um, they either need to move off of some pieces in order for them to become more successful – or, unfortunately, he needs to go and he needs to coach it somewhere else. But I don't really believe that it's all Brad Stevens' fault. Danny Ainge. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm just, it's all Brad Stevens' fault. I'm just saying he's going to be gone in the next year or two. That's, that, that's the thing. It's not necessarily his fault. It's just they got to do something. Right. I mean, if anything, get rid of Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge is the real issue here. Like, we all that's say, true oh, too. my God, Danny Ainge is such a good GM. Bro. But here's you the thing. Drafted Danny Ainge is going to – well, Danny Ainge would fire Brad Stevens to give him more time. Like, that's how this works. And then they're going to realize when another coach comes in and, and he don't do nothing, they're going to realize Danny Ainge is the problem. How often do you see NBA GMs get fired compared to, let's coaches. say, NFL? 
I'm just saying strictly, strictly GMs. I'm not saying you don't have the right idea there. I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong as far as the decision to make. I is you're. I'm saying you're wrong as in this is what's going to happen because this is how the NBA. Right. Unfortunately, that's 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 what I'm saying. Like GMs are not going anywhere in the NBA unless they willingly leave. Um, I don't see owners or I don't know how many smart owners there are that they could recognize that the, the GM is performing terribly. Um, it is what it is. Uh, if that's the case, you know, the Rockets wouldn't be in the situation that they're at. Uh, you know, the Knicks. Well, we, we already know, what's his name? Maury is a, a, a horrendous owner. Um Jesus, I don't, I don't know what else to say about him. He's just a god awful. Like, I wish I had money to blow like he does. I really do. I wish I just had money. We, only, we don't need to have that caveat again. I wish I had his money. <laughs> wish he had money. <laughs> wish I had his money. That's Golly. it. All right. So I guess we'll move on from that discussion. We'll move. A lot of shuffling of draft picks occurred uh, this this past week. Um, notably, I won't say most notably, but one of the mo- more notable ones was uh, the 49ers moved up to take the third pick in the draft. From by Jimmy G. That, by Jimmy that, G. That was going to be my my question. Right. Is, is this mean that they're saying they're done with Jimmy Garoppolo? You mean the injury-prone yes. uh, downgrade from Tom Brady? Yes, he's gone. Bye-bye. They came out publicly and said that they're not trading Jimmy Garoppolo. You know how much I believe that? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I believe think, that just uh, as much as that if Tom Brady would have said, hey, I'm coming to the 49ers. Hey, sorry, Jimmy. You're, you're cut. You're released. Goodbye. I'm going to call it um, that the reason that the 49ers ended up trading is because they they don't want to trade for Deshaun Watson now. Um, with or they that feel situation. like they, they feel like you know they if anything I, I mean I think even taking that situation out of it it's just the Texans have sat on the pot too long about this stuff. I mean that too. Teams have come and offered them the world, and they're like, nah, he's still going to be here. Which- what's crazy, um, they kind of screwed themselves now because they're not getting that type of offer. No. Considering. Yeah. But um, 49ers, uh, go ahead and draft Trey Lance. I don't think it makes your team that much better. But you know. I heard they're going after Justin Fields, not Trey Lance. Yeah, because Justin Fields is not going to New York. I would definitely take Justin Fields with the talent that they have. I'm and not also, Justin it, Fields kind of fits what what they want to do. What Chad likes to run. Well, I feel like their ideal QB is actually Zach Wilson, but does he fall past the Jets? Bro, Zach, I don't see what y'all guys see. Bro, it, Zach Wilson is literally – like John Elway Bay. Like let let's be real. 
He's a white kid who is yeah. a semi-decent athlete, not really, with a big arm. Like, that. that's it. Like, he's nothing special. He's nothing I special. I think his arm separates Honestly, I think uh, I think the Falcons are going to take uh, Zach Wilson if he's there. He's not going to be there. Uh, no, I, I don't I don't know if he'll be there, but I'm just saying I think that's who they want. Um, they actually released a video recently, and they like they like photoshopped the heads of a bunch of prospects onto uh, of a clip from the office of them throwing a football around in the inside the office, and they have Zach Wilson's head on Steve. <laughs> who starts off throwing the football. Uh, I know that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but, like, when you make one of the guys that everyone's saying is going to go in the top five the lead character on a, for a TV show, essentially, kind of makes me think they're interested. I mean, they can be – I feel like everybody and their mom is is interested. Like, like I feel like if he's there, they're taking him, which I don't understand. I don't – Why Why don't you – I mean, that's a that's – I a don't see the infatuation with this kid. I don't. I mean, at, 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 at a – The at best a, a talent first, that he at, played against was Coastal Carolina, and he – Exactly. And he lost. He, okay, here – but here, once again, here's the flip corner of that. Josh Allen. Played in Wyoming. Best competition that he arguably played against was Air Force. Look how his game is translating to the NFL. Um, my, my the biggest, the biggest telltale sign that you have with with Zach Wilson, though, is it's like the intangibles. He doesn't have any. That's the biggest thing. I, exactly. At, you can look at you look at guy, look at guys and you say, yeah, he didn't play against great talent. Like, I mean, Steve Young went to BYU. But you could still put on the tape of Steve Young from BYU and say, this guy's good. You could put on his high school tape and say, this guy's good. And I can speak on his high school tape because he actually played against my father in high school. It was the only quarterback in the region that my dad could never get to when he played linebacker. And that, again, that's that's you know Connecticut football, so that's a little different. But you know, but still, I can say that he, you you could tell that this was a special kid even in high school. Zach Wilson, you don't see that from with his with his college tape, especially the clip of him getting thrown to the ground multiple times by by BYU's D line. <laughs> D lineman, yeah. Oh, that was oh. embarrassing. He got back. They let him get back up, and they knock him down again. <laughs> like the the biggest the biggest thing with Zach Wilson that everybody honestly is infatuated with is the arm strength. And I like I said once again, I get that because yeah. I feel like that's what Lamoris is going to allude to. However, bro, like there's been so many times where arm strength literally amounts to absolutely nothing in the NFL. Jamarcus Russell could throw the football out of the stadium, and (laughs) what happened there? He was a a dud. He was the biggest – he's arguably the biggest bust of all time in the NFL. 
I'm not going to go the biggest bust of all time because he literally made it to the thing. Like the guy that was from Brett Favre's draft, he was the biggest bust of all time. The six guys that were taken before Tom Brady, all busts. Yep. What what I will say, um, Zach Wilson, yes, he's a big arm, but he can make the passes uh, in the windows that you see the top QBs making. Bro, um, it, yes, against yes, what talent, though, kid? I, against I understand, what? but but windows are windows, regardless of if you're playing – trash talent or not if you could thread the ball between two defenders you could do that more the only thing against that argument i I, I appreciate what you're saying there i understand what you're saying but if you really put on the tape and look at it there are times where in the nfl that guy is open he's not split second but in the nfl he is open and he does not make that throw right um, I think there are he, guys out there are guys out there that do make that throw that are in this draft. And that's why I don't understand why he's because because he's not going to he's not going to walk onto the field and be successful. He's going to he's got he needs to be in an Aaron Rodgers situation. Where yeah, he's drafted at the end of the first round by a team that has their quarterback for the next two or three years and go from there. Do you like, think I'm not going to Huh. Do you think yes. Justin Fields makes those Justin Fields is a him? way better go- because he brings oh, another a, dynamic. To he's the leaps game. and bounds ahead of Zach Wilson. Yeah, he brings no, no. Pass. Okay, well, 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 I won't go that far. Pa- passing like, Justin Fields, strictly, Field, strictly passing, passing, strictly passing. Hell no, Zach Wilson is a better, a far better passer my, than Justin Fields. He, he doesn't. I mean, point. look at look at. He's not. But but look at where this league is going. Where exactly, I, and and have to be the elite pocket passer. That go that's going away. No, and, that, and that's my biggest passer, argument. You still have to be able to make those throws. Um, Zach Wilson is not just a standard pocket passer by any means. He's still what somewhat mobile. He's still somewhat mobile. He's not like a, a go-to runner, but he could still move. Uh, However, mobile, mobile is Lamar's mobile is a he, stretch. He is, mobile he is, is a that, that is a as Kobe said, that is a bar yoga like sumo stretch that you're talking about being mobile okay we'll see but uh well i was going to say uh zach wilson's footwork and everything of course it's not the best uh justin phillips probably you know and technique is yeah you know a little bit better than him either way regardless i i think depending on what you're looking for. If you're just looking for a dynamic QB who could do a little bit of everything, of course, go with Justin Fields because he's going to have more, more of that ability. Like he could run, he could take off with the best of them. Uh, I don't know how much uh, truth is to his claim that he could run a 4-3-40. We'll see, but you know. But uh, we'll move on to the Dolphins who traded that pick away. Um, and when I first saw that, I thought, okay, that means that they are, they're going all in on Tua, uh, which it was unclear whether they were going to be all in on Tua uh, as much as Solomon likes him and thinks that he should be the future down there. But Bro, they gave the man no time to develop. No, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, but 
that made me think that they're all in on him, regardless of what I'm hearing from down there. I'm not saying that you're right or you're wrong about him being there, they should, that he should be their future. I'm just saying what I'm hearing from down there. Um, and then I'm like, okay, so that drama's done. But then they chose to trade back in and take the sixth pick that the Eagles had. So, I mean, the, once again, I don't know if any of the high-level quarterbacks are going to be at that sixth spot at that point. Uh, but it's just kind of interesting that they chose to trade out of the top top five in the draft, and also they take the sixth pick, right, right, I, immediately I, you know, an hour later. So I don't I don't understand what they're they're going for there, really. And another question to ask is is like you know not trying to avoid it, but what does that say for the Eagles? Because, like, I understand they signed Joe Flacco. Like, I get that. Joe Flacco is not a franchise quarterback anymore. No. no. So, in my looking personal – looking for the Nick Foles-Ryan Fitzpatrick situation that if things go south, they throw this veteran in and he gives – Correct. Them... And, and I'm not saying it's going to work out for them, but I, that's that's their thought process. They want another situation. Yeah. I still think it's the, I think that Jalen time will be more successful than a lot of people think. Um, if if we're going to sit here and argue that Zach Wilson is an immediate starter and can do all these things, there's no reason why Jalen Hurts can't like win the division that he's in. Like, let's be honest. Like, I, it's a tough one. I it's just. I, JT, it's the Cowboys, I, I, the Eagles, Washington, and who else? Yes. Yeah, yeah. My who, Giants who's the fourth team? The Giants. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that there's a strong there's there's like, oh, it's a strong division. I'm saying that none of them are that much better than the other ones in that division. That no, and you're right. And I so I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. I mean, there's a lot other things that they need to fix with that Eagles team. I mean, their best receiver last year was, you know, if you take out their tight end, who's I don't I don't think Urch is actually going to be gone. I believe I think he's out of there. Uh, their best receiver outside of their tight end was a guy that was the top receiver for them five years ago, and now he's been with three other teams since then. And Vincent Jack, like this, this is not like there's a lot of holes on that team that they need to fill. Just just because they've got a solid quarterback right now, I don't think that means anything else. Dallas has the pieces to win that division. They just need to put they, it together. They they don't, and I'm going to tell you why because I'm wearing this jersey. They just. Uh, what's it called? They signed Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator and then picked up the rest of the Falcons' defensive players. So you're basically just taking the Falcons' defense and putting them on the Cowboys. Have no trust in Dallas this year. Do not. Don't pick them. For the first Honestly, round, if I could pick not to have a champion come out of the NFC East, I would do that. But you, but somebody has to come out. Somebody Washington. They're <laughs> Washington. They don't have a quarterback right now. They do. They have uh, what's his name? Uh, Heineke. Heineke. And they've got Fitz Magic slash Fitz Tragic. Like, okay. 
Yeah. It was winning in Miami. What can I say? Tua came along and just started, you know, stinking up the place, but we'll, we'll not mention <laughs> that to the Alabama fan. Hey, like I said, uh, Mac Jones over Zach Wilson. I'm calling it. You know, I, th- I think Mac Jones will probably have a better career than Zach Wilson. Because exactly. I, but here's why. Not because I think he's actually a better quarterback. I think he's going to end. Be, he, I think he's going to end up in a better situation than Zach Wilson will end up in. Mac Jones is going to the Patriots. We're going to learn under Cam for two seasons. We're going to be the starting quarterback. We're going to be. You're the giving Cam ready. two more seasons. Yes, bro. I'm giving. I'm giving Cam two more years. Two more years. Wow, bro. that's. That's just stretch right there, my man. No, apparently the, the Patriots want Jimmy G back. So uh don't count on Matt going there. I gotta see them get Jimmy G back. I mean, somebody's gotta pick him up. Yeah. I mean, if he could stay healthy, he'd be a good quarterback for any team in this league. I mean Think about his one year that he's had as a full season without getting hurt. He took them to the Super Bowl. But that's the thing. That's not yeah, no, that's I, I, no, I'm hurt. saying him getting hurt, if he could not if he could stay healthy, I think anybody picking him up would be fine. But like you can't guarantee his health at this point. I mean you can't. He just And it's not like it's not like you're like you have a line in in New England, that is really good anymore. It's like, not. It's not the the offensive line for Dallas Prescott's first year. Exactly. It's, if you like, had that, I would say, yeah, go ahead, take him, be done with it. But, but that's my thing, though. I think they had a better O line and like a decent receiving core. Where your best receiver is not five seven. Hell, Cam would have been successful. Yeah, there's so many other things that you need to fix there in New England, outside of. Who's your starting quarterback right now? Oh, but you see, you yes. see, Belichick is doing that right now. Belichick has yes. already said, bro, I, I am not losing to Tom Brady. I, I flat out refuse. I will lose oh. every other game, but I will mortgage the future of this franchise and my soul in order to say that I beat Tom Brady in this regular season next year. It's not Tom Brady. I'm telling you right now, Tom Brady found a way to get Tampa Bay to sign all 22 starters. From they the got everybody year. back. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I get that, uh, you know, Patriots are making moves, but uh, Tampa Bay, they're they're going to run it up again. They're, yeah, they're, I mean, at this point, there's like, yeah, the, the, only, the only person they haven't signed back yet that's semi-relevant is Antonio Brown. That's it. And you don't need Antonio. Antonio Brown was was the cherry on top for this team. He wasn't essential. So. Do we think Russell Wilson is going to get traded? No, no, he's not getting traded. He's not getting traded. He's going to live and die in Seattle. He might as well go ahead and get over it. <laughs> You're dead, sir. You're dead in the water. It's okay. You had a good run. What do we think about the Bears picking up Andy Dalton? Woo. I mean, oh my gosh. So, um, so good. Just because, like, when Dak went out and everybody was saying, oh, 
Dak wasn't that good of a quarterback, blah, blah, blah. What did Andy Dalton do? Oh, what he's been doing for his entire career when he was with the Bengals. I mean, by, by the they've, they've the established on their social media that he's going to be the starting quarterback. Who said that? No, literally, their official Twitter account had a picture of him photoshopped with their jersey and, and helmet on, and it said QB1. Okay, well, guess what? QB1 maybe, you know, 22 years ago. You, but Not anymore, guy. Signs Andy Dalton to be your number one quarterback at this point. Bro. I don't know. It's just makes no sense. It really does. Chicago is dumb. Um, there are very few teams left that I can say like, hey, you have a competent, you know, front office and everything. Eh, you know, at this point, let's just go ahead and say it. Um, unless Bill Belichick mortgages his soul again with the devil in order to beat him. I mean, Tom Brady's the favorite. I hate to say it. I mean, we just, it is what it is. There's nobody out there that can beat him. Like, I would just love to see Belichick stop him from beating all 32 teams. That's my biggest thing. <laughs> just because you don't want him to be in the same class as Peyton Manning. Exactly. Like, he already is uh, like, oh, he won two Super Bowls with another team. I mean, he won a Super Bowl with, uh, with two different teams. I don't care about none of that. I don't care. I don't care. Who did it first? All right. With that, we'll move on to the petty moment of the week. Um, what time is it? It's almost 5 o'clock for you, sir. Oh, almost 5. All right. I just need to know. You know, if I had some time to go cut the grass after I finished folding all these clothes. So I've got my petty moment for the week. Um, Evan Turner got traded. Uh, what's it called? This past trade deadline this week by the Trailblazers for Norman Powell uh, to the Raptors. He posted on the official Trailblazers uh Instagram to ask Norman Powell if he's trying to buy a house a mile from the arena and 10 minutes from the practice facility. Um, and uh, it was just real petty um, to the point where he unfollowed the trailblazers. It was, it was weird to comment that on your former team. There's also some some issues on Twitter that I can't remember, but everybody was being petty this uh, trade deadline. Shout out to Montrez Harrell for not getting traded. Thank God. We saw those eye emojis. Thank God. We need him. Montrez, shout out to being my go-to on 2K as well. All right, what's your petty moment, Solo? Um, dang, petty moment. Oh, yes. Um, for all of you that told me I was crazy for telling me are, that Illinois, Illinois 
was like Leota, Chicago had no Loyola. chance of beating whatever. Sister Jean, the school of Sister Jean and them. That's all that it is. They lost Sister a couple Jean, hours ago, but you know, that's just, that's just... I, I don't care. They beat Illinois. And everybody Holy was telling crap. Me, Break, breaking news. LaMarcus Aldrich is going to the Nets. The Nets? Are you serious? The Nets. How do they have any cap space left for him? For him? Oh, they, I mean, they had a, a little bit of extra cap space, uh, but the fact that he's that team is absolutely loaded. All right, that's crazy. You might as might as might as well just book the championship now. It's 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 over with. God, how did, bro? I quit. I'm not watching the NBA anymore. Adam Silver, it's you suck. Like, I was hoping the Knicks that's were what this podcast should have been about. Up for them, but. Bro. So go, go, you know, like, there's nothing for him to do. Like, the team was already going to the finals without him. Like, he just wanted to ride the coattails of the championship, I guess. Didn't want to do any more work. He's never done any work. Freaking that is absolutely crazy. So he got bought out from the Spurs and went there? Yeah. Yes. Bro, the hell with this. The, the hell with the NBA. Adam Silver, you are trash. LeBron is thirty six. Like, stop trying to build super teams just to beat the goat. Like, damn. All right. Uh, well, that I'll get to my petty moment of the week. Uh, my petty moment of the week is from Jim Beheim. Uh, he was in a press conference after their last win and was asked by a student reporter from Syracuse about the, uh, the talks in the media and everything about how he might be past his prime and, you know, he should retire, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. And his response, which is the perfect response to all of this, he said, uh, you go to Syracuse, right? Like, yeah, I, I do. Okay. Um, who, do I, who do I work for at Syracuse? Uh, the AD and the chancellor. So there's their their opinions are the only ones that matter to me. I don't care what anybody else has to say about my job, what I'm doing. If they have a problem with how I'm handling things, then I'll change. If they're happy, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I I, I you know, he's I say more power to you. That's that's the way you should handle it. Unless you're signing my checks. I don't care what your opinion is. Bring me my money. Basically. Even though he is low-key a mediocre coach that's literally only won, he's like supposedly elite, but he's only won one national title now is because he had a, a you know, he performed yeah. the first one and done with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Like, let, let's be real. But yeah. I, I get where he's coming from, but – no, no. You're, you're right, but still, I mean, I, I like what I like what he said. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. It's probably but, uh, what we what we all would have said. Yeah, but uh, with that, we'll move on to final thoughts. What y'all got? I'm calling it fair, fair hope, uh, girls, soccer. Final four bound. I'm gonna get my second final four ring, uh, and prayerfully my first state title. Uh, let's go, Pirates!
I messes with all of y'all. Blowing out everybody. Let's go, Pirate Nation. Woo -woo. What you got, Lim? Oh, I'm kind of uh, speechless right now. My bad. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, LeBron is essentially filming for Space Jam 2 as we speak right now. Um, if he makes it to the finals, it's going to be the Monstars versus the Lakers. Uh, look it now. Get your season tickets. You're going to want to watch this. The Nets Bro, are... I'm sorry. If he if he wins one game, and I don't care what nobody says, if they win one game against this Hawks, I mean against this Nets team, better yet, if they win the whole thing against this Nets team, Bro, I don't want to hear no more talk about Michael Jordan. He is dead to me. Michael Jordan is essentially an old behind man that never existed. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it no more. This man I'll is 36 years old. So when LeBron passes, passes MJ, I'll put him at number two all time. So that's pretty good. Get out of my face. Shout outs to Kobe. R.I.P. He's five at best. All right, my final thoughts, I'm going to go outside of the sports world, which we're not supposed to do. We should stick to sports, but, you know, I'm going to go anyways. Uh, really want to cancel the new Captain America. I don't know if you've watched any of the new Falcon and Winter Soldier, so, but can't stand. I haven't yet. Oh, okay, well. I'm, I'm no spoilers. What happens? So, I mean, I, I try to wait for it to come all the way out. It was happening. Just, just, just what they they replaced Captain America with somebody else. Like, are you talking about Agent uh, Agent America or U.S. Agent? Uh, yeah, U.S. Agent. Yeah. Not no, not Sam. Sam was not Captain America. Yeah, unfortunately. U.S. Agent. No, yeah. that it's it's comic book. Uh, yeah, I know it's it's, it's comic. It's it fits. I know it fits the comics, but still. Can't <laughs> to do with a guy. I don't like him at all. Well, spoiler alert: he becomes a bad guy, JT, and Steve comes back. So you're you're going to be okay. They're not you're bringing Steve back. They've they've established that that Chris Evans is not coming back into the series. Well, hell, go Sam. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. Also, on top of that, go get vaccinated. Say to Georgia, anybody over the age of 16 can get vaccinated, so please go do that. I'm tired of having to wear a mask everywhere I go. You'll still have to wear your mask after you get vaccinated. This is true, so. but I, but I, but the faster everybody gets vaccinated, the faster we can get back to not having to wear masks. That's that's all I'm saying. But. All right, with that, we'll end it. Uh, third time was the charm this this day. We'll see y'all next week. Adios, amigos. <laughs>